The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Your Safe Space, the podcast. I'm your host, Adele Marie, and this podcast is here for you. Guys, it is a safe space for us to catch up each week to discuss anything and everything. And on today's show, we are talking about the silly season. We are well and truly into the silly season. Happy December, everybody. At the time of recording this, it is actually Wednesday, 30th of November. Not yet December, but when it goes live, it will be December. And (laughs) what the hell? Where has the year gone? Where has it gone, guys? I don't know. I feel like I've just blinked. November flew out the window. What's going on? I have no idea. But we're at the end of another year and I'm excited to bring you this episode. Firstly, though, I want to say thank you for coming back and joining me again. I appreciate you guys downloading this episode or this show every week and coming back and hearing me just talk shit, basically. (laughs) I freaking love you guys. Super, super grateful. I want to know, how has your week been? How, How was your November? just check in with yourself, do a bit of reflection. If you want to do some journaling, I like to do like end of month journaling, a little gentle reminder to potentially do that because we're at the start of a new month. But yes, I hope you have had a good intro to December. I hope that you've had a good week. I hope that you've also had a nice weekend and I'm not sure what day you're listening to this, but I hope you're having a good day too. As always, guys, I would like to start with my highlight, my gratitude, my struggle, just because I feel like it's a nice little catch up. And so my highlight is I took myself on a solo date yesterday and I had probably been wanting to do that for a little while the last like three weeks especially I'd been meaning to do it I just hadn't even had the time and I'll even call myself out on that it's not that I didn't have the time I didn't make the time for it but I made the time for it yesterday and it was a vibe I went to Top Paddock which is like my favorite cafe here in Melbourne and I got the ricotta hotcake which is my favorite thing to order from there and I had a fresh OJ and that was my lunch yesterday and it was 10 out of 10 chef's kiss perfect. (laughs) My gratitude is then for my psychologist because I had a therapy appointment yesterday as well. Yesterday was a big self-care day for me, if I'm honest. And I'm just so grateful to have access to her, to have access to professional mental health care support. And I think every time that I talk about therapy, I have to acknowledge that. And I know it's very privileged, but I am incredibly grateful for it too. And I need it because my struggle is that this time of year is very anxiety inducing for me and I have been feeling more overwhelmed and more stressed as the weeks go on and you guys probably would have been listening to the last few episodes my struggle always seems to be the same and so yeah I'm just trying to manage that as best as I can and work through that and luckily I've got great support around me and I am on top of it so yeah that's kind of where I'm at and it's just fitting (laughs) that you guys asked for this episode and it actually came through on when was it Monday night I did and asked me anything on my own personal Instagram and it just triggered something in me because I got so many questions about varying topics which I'll talk about in a second and I thought you know what I want to do a podcast episode on this and I had intentions to do a different podcast episode but I'm here to give you the content that you want when you want it and I'm probably a bit too late even with the episode because we're already in December and I kind of wish I did it sooner but we're here now better late than never that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> and so I put a question box up on the Your Safe Space pod Instagram. Come and follow us there if you're not already. And there were so many responses, so many, probably more than I have ever received in a question box for a podcast topic. And 
I think, firstly, thank you for trusting me with that. As always, whatever you guys send through will always stay anonymous. But I think it's important that we discuss it. It's obviously something that's highly requested amongst the community and I think can help out a few people. And so I'm here to obviously provide you guys with some support during the holidays and silly season. But I do want to say this episode may be triggering. We do talk about some pretty deep and heavy stuff towards the end, especially. And so, of course, I always want to give you practical tips and practical advice. But if you are struggling, there is nothing quite like professional support. And I would recommend you to chat to your GP or please check the show notes for resources or professional support. Now, I know the holiday and silly season is meant to be happy and joyful, but this isn't how everyone feels, okay? And I think the holidays can be quite stress-inducing and quite triggering for majority of us. And I want to share some of the things that came through the question box because these are words from you guys with what you are struggling with. And I like to do this because I feel like it normalizes it. And I also feel like it makes us feel less alone as well. And it even makes me feel less alone when I read it. And I think if I can share that with you and share that with the community, then that just helps us support each other more. So here are some of the things. The first one, financial pressure, 100%. (laughs) financial pressure around gift buying, guilt around gift buying. I feel like there is a lot of unspoken pressure there. There's societal pressure there. Number two, being single during the holidays. This one came up quite a bit. And I think it's because we are hyper aware that everyone else is quite loved up at the moment. And then we've got time pressure. So lots of events, lots of socializing. Maybe there's even an increased workload at work, or maybe you're feeling pressure to drink and participate in those events, pressure to attend those events, or just any kind of overcommitment where your time is being infringed. And then the next one, family tensions. So family dysfunction, not having the best family history during the holidays, not having a close family, not having your own family, not being with your family. And sometimes you guys are even struggling with balancing splitting time between families as well. We've then got grief because times of the year like this, are really hard if you have lost somebody, especially if it is, say, your first Christmas or first holiday period without somebody that is no longer with us. We've then got food guilt. This one came up a lot as well. So being out of routine, eating foods that we don't usually eat, eating more food than usual, and having family members comment on our weight or what we are eating makes me very angry to hear that family members are doing that. And then lastly, sadness of time passing. And I think it's that reflection of the end of the year. It's like very reflection inducing. Sometimes we can even feel like time is being wasted or sometimes we might be sad that we're not where we thought we would be or just sad in general that time is passing. And they were kind of the general themes that came through when I put up the question box. And so today I'm going to give you some tips to cover off all of those topics. It's a jam-packed, juicy episode. And so I don't want to waste any time. I'm going to jump straight into it. And hopefully this episode has something for everyone. Now, jumping into financial pressure, that was the first point I mentioned. I just want to preface the conversation by saying this is not financial advice. This is just general guidance and some of my top tips. Okay, now Christmas is pricey because of the fact we're buying presents for people. Even the food that we're having to buy, there's a lot of events and 
you know, sometimes you might be hosting the event as well. So food and alcohol and things like that can get quite pricey. And as I said earlier, there is this societal pressure that exists and almost this expectation that exists around Christmas. It's like spend the most, do the most, above and beyond. Now, here are some tips. And again, I feel like this episode might be a little bit too late, but I'm going to give it to you because it might help you next year or might help you get prepared next year. I like to kind of plan out my Christmas buying gifts or my Christmas plan by making a plan or making a budget, right? And what I like to do is write down everyone I hope to buy a gift for. I want to then write down the rough amount that I'm going to spend per person and making sure that amount is what you can afford. And then what I would recommend is budgeting and planning for the food, especially if you are the one hosting it. And as I said, I feel like I'm a little bit late for this Christmas, but what I started doing, and I started doing this about two or three years ago, and it's not my hack. I'm not going to take credit for it. But what I did was figure out how much I usually spend around Christmas, whether it's food, drinks, buying presents for whoever, and then working backwards. So figuring out that lump sum amount and then figuring out what I needed to put away each paycheck to have enough come, say, end of November, early December. And so that's not my idea. By the way, I heard it on She's on the Money, but basically what I would recommend and probably from this Christmas is figure out how much you spend over this Christmas and then next year figure out, okay, it's going to cost me X amount. I'm going to then have to put away this much per week or this much per paycheck to get me to that comfortable point where I don't notice that money coming out as such a big hit during that Christmas period. My next tip as well is to do your shopping early and early to me is like November. (laughs) Some people are way more organized and actually do their shopping throughout the year. I wish I was one of those people. I am not one of those people, unfortunately. If you can be, I feel like that is probably a better situation to be in because you can help reduce the stress on yourself come Christmas, come December. And I know it's over now, but you can take advantage of things like Black Friday sales, Cyber Monday sales. And again, keeping that in mind for next year, it could be a great time for you to do that next year as well. And then not to forget too, we have Boxing Day sales. So obviously I know coming off the back of Christmas, most people are not going to want to spend money. But if there are gifts that you know that you can buy for people ahead of time, I would say take advantage of the sale stuff because if you're not buying it on sale, you're paying full price. Getting it on sale, you are actually saving something. On that, I'm a huge fan of online shopping too so that you don't have to go to the shops and you can avoid the crowds. I do not like going to the shops at all during December and I love doing the groceries usually. I love going to the shop. I just have a thing where I love like doing a late night Coles run or something like that. But during December, it is absolute fucking chaos. (laughs) And it is so triggering and just the amount of people, the amount of noise, it's a lot, right? And so if you can do it online, that will save you time. That will save you a headache. That will save you feeling anxiety in that setting if that is anxiety inducing for you. And that goes for food too. So you can also get your groceries delivered as well. And then my next tip is to work smarter, not harder. If you are hosting, can you ask people to bring a plate? Can you ask everyone to bring a plate of something, whether it's savory or sweet, so that the workload is then split amongst everybody coming over to your house? If you are attending, make an easy dish that doesn't take you long to make or that you can prepare the day before or that you can prepare ahead of time so that you're not feeling stressed in the lead up to the event. And I will also say I've recently been shopping at Costco and I feel like Costco is really good if you have a big family or if you have an event. And so Costco could actually be a little bit more affordable for you because it's bulk buying. 
if you did a shop there, they also offer like platters and pre-made things like that. So that could potentially save you some time and money too. And then my second last point, oh, this is actually like my third last point, but it is to only buy gifts or give gifts that you can afford. And I really wanted to talk about this because you do not have to spend money on people to show someone that you care or to show someone that you love them. The amount of money that you spend on a Christmas present does not equate to how much you care about somebody or how much you love somebody. You also do not have to put yourself behind financially if you cannot afford to do it. And again, that pressure and that guilt that exists is there and I understand it. However, it is not yours to carry and you can let it go if you are not in that position. And I will say some of my most favorite gifts that I've ever gotten have been homemade treats, things like homemade jams, homemade chili oil, spice rubs, biscuits, even like photos framed. That's a really cute gift idea as well. Or even like a pre-loved book or a pre-loved board game or something like that. Like you don't have to keep spending money or spend an exorbitant amount of money on people around Christmas to impress them or to show them that you care. And one thing that my family and I do, and I think it's a great idea, we started doing this a few years back because we're all older now and buying presents for many people is expensive. And we all kind of came to an agreement that we would rather just do Kris Kringle. And so we only have to buy one present for someone in our family. And this is like my immediate family, right? Mum, dad, Carla, me and Mal, Carla's girlfriend. And so what we did is we use this, oh, what's it called? Hang on, wait, let me check my phone. I need to tell you guys about this. <laughs> it's called Draw Names, drawnames.com.au. And basically it's like an online Kris Kringle where you can put in your names, you can make a wish list, you can set the budget and then it can randomly generate like a, a name drawn for you. And so that's what we do. We've done that every year for the last few years. And I feel like it has taken so much pressure off buying because it's only one gift and we have all agreed on a budget that suits us all. And on that, I think it's about having open and honest conversations about it with your loved ones. Because if you are going to be financially worse off because you're expected to buy 25 Christmas presents or spend X amount of money, I'm sure your loved ones wouldn't want to put you in that position right? No one is going to be angry at you if you need to have a conversation like that. And I would say, I recommend having a conversation like that if you are in that situation, because you can take that pressure off yourself and you can still give something or give things without needing to spend crazy amounts of cash, right? And on that, I will say, if you are seriously struggling, if you're struggling financially, please find some help in the show notes too. Okay, now let's jump into being single or feeling lonely. Guys, I just want to give you all a big hug. I get it. I totally get it. And I would also say that this point kind of goes for if you live away from your family too. So if you live interstate or if you live overseas and you can't physically be with your family on the day, my tips are as follows. Number one, listen to episode nine of this podcast. There's heaps of good chat in there and I want you to go back and listen to that. And if you are really struggling on the day, listen to that podcast in the morning. I think it's called How to Thrive Being Single. I should know what that episode is called. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. And then my tip number two is accept it. Feel your feelings. Accept what you're feeling and feel it. Don't suppress it. Judging yourself, comparing yourself, comparing to other people in a loved up relationship. It's very easy to do around this time of year, but it is not helpful. I want to remind you that you are right on time. Yes, you may be single this Christmas. Maybe you're single for the first time, but you are not a failure because you're single. You're not unlovable because you're single. You're not a failure because you're not in a relationship. Just because you're not in a relationship this year doesn't mean you're ever going to be in one. 
You may be single this holiday season, but you won't be forever. Let whatever emotions come up pass. Look at them with compassion. See what it is that you're feeling. And then we go into tip number three, which is treat yourself with kindness, right? And so go extra hard on the self-care, guys. I think during this time, especially scheduling in that time for yourself, going on solo dates, filling up your cup, whatever that looks like. Hey, maybe you can even buy yourself a Christmas present. Give the love that you so badly want to give to somebody else to yourself and fill up your cup. And then tip number four, I'm going to remind you guys, it's a freaking highlight reel. Everyone may look happy. Everyone may look loved up and I'm sure that they are. I'm sure that people are happy. I'm sure that they are loved up and I'm sure that things are good in people's relationships, but I promise you that we never truly know what's going on underneath those photos or behind their closed doors. We never, ever know. And so obviously during this time frame, that stuff is plastered all over social media. And my advice there is if you need to take a break from it, take a break from it. If you need to stay off socials on the main days, stay off socials on the main days. I think it's okay to do that. And I think that's just about protecting your peace, especially if you are more prone to compare yourself or to look at others and think, oh, and if that, if when you look at them, that makes you feel sad or that makes you feel down, remove that trigger for you. You're allowed to do that as well. And then my next tip is make new traditions for yourself because guys, I think you can make Christmas special for yourself if you want to, just because you don't have a partner doesn't mean you don't need to make it special or doesn't mean that it won't be special. Okay. Maybe, especially if you are living overseas or interstate, maybe you can have a friend's Christmas. One thing that I did when I was living interstate and I would try and come home obviously for Christmas and things like that, but I really tried to lean on the network that I had created there and I met friends who were also from overseas that didn't have families and weren't with their family either and so I would invite them to Christmas with my family or I would have a friend's Christmas with them which was still really lovely. Maybe it looks like having a photo shoot with your pet (laughs) or maybe it's even taking your pet to see Santa. I did the photo shoot with Franklin for that reason. I was sick of thinking, you know what, every Christmas this comes around and I feel sad and I feel sick because I really want to have a partner and I really want a boyfriend and I really want to have that beautiful Christmas memory with them. I don't have to wait for that. I can make that happen. And so I did the photo shoot with my dog and you guys would have seen that. And that was one of the best ideas that I've ever had. And now I've got beautiful memories to look back on and I'm going to continue to do that year in, year out. I'll also say if you are alone on the day, staying in contact with friends and family and making sure that if you need to, you FaceTime them, making sure that you have that line of communication. Don't isolate yourself. And I'll say if you want to go one step further, maybe it looks like even volunteering or offering up your time to local organizations or local charities. There's so much that goes on on Christmas Day. And if that's something of interest to you, that would be a nice way to, I guess, fill your cup up and do something so that you could feel a part of something too. And then my last point on this is focus on what you do have. I always say it, but gratitude is the attitude. And I always laugh when I say that because it's so freaking cheesy, but it's true. Guys, I want you to shift your focus from what you are lacking to all the amazing things that you do have. And I usually do my gratitude every single day in my journal, but especially on Christmas Day, I write a list and then I keep that list on my phone, just in my notes app, wrote down what I'm grateful for so that if I have any thoughts trickling into my brain, I can just refer back to that almost like a little cheat sheet to say, you know what? Yeah, I might not have a partner, but... I've got all these other amazing things in my life right now and how fucking good is that? And then just lastly, I want to tell you that being single on Christmas is not the worst thing. You know why? Because you have one less present to buy. (laughs) And so 
I know you might be sad and I know it might be hurting, but I promise you that you don't know what the future holds. You don't know when you're going to meet your person. You can make it through this Christmas. And as I said, go back and listen to episode number nine. And then the next point is time. I'm feeling pressure around time. And I think I spoke about this like November, just I blinked and it was over. Where the hell did it go? And so I feel like even heading into December, I just feel like time is so precious, like I'm running out of time and my time is so scarce. And so my tips around this is firstly, boundaries. This is my number one tip, guys. It is okay to say no to certain events. It's okay to say no to a drink. It's okay to say no to taking on more work. This time of year is actually a really good time to practice your boundaries because we often get asked to do more things during this time of the year. And so that's a chance for us to practice saying no and to practice sitting in that discomfort. Of course, it's uncomfortable to say no. Of course, you don't want to let people down, but you have to protect your energy and put yourself first. And I would say, go back and listen to the assertiveness episode. It's called How to Ask for What You Want. And I cover off in there a lot more about assertiveness and saying no. These events will always be there. Okay, remember that. Those drinks will always be there. The parties will always be there. And you know what? They'll happen again next year. And if you want to say no to one this year, you can say yes to it next year. I am 29. I have been through many years of Christmas parties and events and the same Christmas parties are there every year. The same events are there every year. If you need to say no, you can say no. And then tip two is self-care. Some of these tips do repeat, but of course, the self-care I'm talking about is journaling, meditation, breathing techniques, scheduling in downtime for you, especially if you are somebody who recharges by having that solo time, who recharges by having that time out, please make sure you're doing that for yourself during this time. And then my next tip is to be mindful of the alcohol. Now guys, I have spoken a few times about this. I like to call myself a mindful drinker because I still definitely drink, but I definitely think during times of the year, especially around the silly season, There's so many events, there's alcohol at all of them. And not that I personally feel peer pressured into drinking because I'm pretty good with my boundaries and I can have one or two drinks and then call it. But I can see how we can fall into that and how we can continue to drink drink more or be peer pressured into, into that, right? What I want you to know is participating in that behavior and drinking too much or just continually drinking excessively can make you feel worse. It can have a really poor impact on your mental health and that can then just make the rest of the days that you're going through during this time even harder for you to navigate. So just be mindful of what alcohol you're consuming and how much alcohol you're consuming and just make sure that you're looking after that element of your physical health as well. And then my last tip on this point is to ask for help if you need it. You don't get a gold medal for trying to do all the things all the time and not ask for any help. Okay, if you need to lean on friends, lean on friends. If you need to lean on family, lean on family. If you need help at work, ask for help at work. Or if you need further help, chat to your GP. As I said, I had a therapy appointment yesterday and I've got another one booked in, I think on like the 20th of December, maybe the 21st, right before Christmas, because I need that help, right? And sometimes it's just nice to have somebody to talk to, to vent, to know that, oh, you know, I feel like this, but I'm not the only one that feels like this. And then, sorry, my last tip is actually being realistic. There's only 24 hours in the day. There's only so much that you can get done in 24 hours. So don't overpile your calendar. Don't try and say yes to just squeeze it in. Be realistic with yourself and make sure that you're looking after yourself. And then my next point is family tensions. And guys, I'm going to make a generalized call here and say most, if not all families, experience some kind of level of tension 
around this season, especially on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve or Boxing Day, whatever it is. You have everybody coming together, keeping in mind that everyone also has their own life and everyone also is probably carrying their own stress. And so it's very common to have that tension, to have maybe some level of dysfunction. Obviously, there's a scale there and some families might experience that worse. And I'll also say that family is so complicated. It's not a one size fits all, but I'm going to try and give you some general advice to help on the day. My advice here, again, is to accept it. The day doesn't have to be this picture perfect, happy families day. And I think a lot of the anxiety that we feel around this day comes from us wanting it to be so perfect. And so my antidote to that is to just keep things realistic. Being aware that everyone is stressed out or dealing with something, having that empathy, but also knowing, hey, there might actually be some uncomfortable conversations here, or there might actually be something that happens that doesn't make me feel that good, or there's things going on that are out of my control. That's okay. I don't have to carry that with me. It can just be as it is. It doesn't have to be this perfect, picture-perfect family. And I say that because, as I said, we put that pressure on ourselves and then we almost feel like we have to carry this with us or carry like this stress to kind of make it perfect and have it be perfect. You don't have to do that. Family is deeply, deeply complicated. You're also not going to fix all of your family problems on Christmas Day. And I just want you guys to know that. And that leads to my next point, which is protect your peace, which is make the day as good for you as you can. (laughs) And... What this means is, does it look like seeing one side of the family on Christmas Eve and the other on Christmas Day? I had a lot of people send through uh, questions in the question box about not being sure how to allocate time, feeling stressed that they would have to go to one parent's on one day and potentially the other parent on that same day or that their boyfriend's family wanted to see them on the same day that their family is. You don't have to just do it on Christmas Day. You could do it the day before. You could do it the weekend before. You could even do it on Boxing Day. I understand this, not because my parents are divorced, they're not. But growing up, we would often do Christmas morning or Christmas lunch at my grandmother's house on my mum's side, my nonna nonnos. And then we would do Christmas dinner at my papu and my ayahs. And so we would literally drive from one side of Melbourne to the other side of Melbourne. And it was a long ass day. And so... You don't have to do it all on one day. Figure out what feels good for you and figure out what makes it as easy for you as possible. And then if we are talking about on the day, on Christmas Day, if there are conversations going on that are making you feel uncomfortable, if there are things going on in the environment that are not making you feel good, if your auntie keeps asking you why you're single, go outside, (laughs) take a time out, give yourself a break from the main celebration protect your peace. Maybe it's just collecting your thoughts in the bathroom or maybe it's going for a little walk after you eat. Do what you need to do to look after yourself. And I'll say one of my protecting my peace activities on any day that we're seeing family, and sorry to my family listening to this, but I will make sure that I go to the gym in the morning or I'll go for a walk. Because if I don't, I already know the day is going to go downhill and then I'll be worse because I haven't gotten my like daily dose of serotonin. (laughs) So for me, Protecting my peace is making sure I exercise and making sure I get those endorphins or serotonin. I'm not sure which one it is. And then my last point is to, again, practice with your boundaries, practice with your assertiveness. It means not answering questions you don't want to answer. It means if a conversation is going somewhere, you don't want it to go anywhere, you can cut it off. It is another great chance to practice. And you can be assertive and be firm with the people in your life. I know they're family, but you can still do that, not hurt anyone's feelings, 
It's not, you're not being mean, you're being assertive. And as I said, go back and listen to that assertiveness episode. And then my next point is grief. Now, I really wanted to include these guys because this Christmas will actually be the first Christmas that... Uh, since Papu had passed away that we'll be celebrating and I'm obviously hyper aware of that and I also understand that birthdays, Christmases, these events can be really hard if you have lost somebody. So firstly, I just want to say I'm sorry if you have experienced grief like this recently and especially if this is your first Christmas without somebody, even if it's not your first Christmas, if it's your fifth Christmas or your 10th Christmas or your 20th Christmas, I know it's still probably so hard and I'm just sorry and I just hope you know I'm holding space for you in my heart. But my tip here is to let the emotions come up. So if you have anything coming up, whether it's crying, sadness, anger, whatever it is, use your journal, allow it to come up. Don't suppress it and don't judge yourself through it. I also think it's important that I mention that grief can show up differently in every family member. And so it's really important to just remember that and also allow everyone in your family to also experience it as they are as well without that judgment and hold the space for them to also grieve while you are too. On that, I would say my second tip is to lean on your family, lean on your loved ones through this time. Maybe it looks like creating some new traditions. Maybe it looks like honoring some old traditions. Maybe it's keeping some of them. It's keeping that conversation open and looking after each other because they will understand what you're going through and they will be grieving too. Sometimes it might even be sharing memories, talking about it with loved ones if you're feeling open to that. And on that, I'll also say, on the other hand, you might want to schedule some time out for yourself too on the day or in the lead up to the day. And maybe you want to go see and visit them if that's an option. I'll also say you don't have to go see and visit them to talk to them. And I would say you can have a chat to them while you're in your own company. You can even write them a letter if that makes you feel a little bit more comfortable, but that just might help you through that grieving process too. And then my final two points are, I really don't want you to feel guilty if you are having a nice time on Christmas this year, or if you're having moments where you're laughing or genuinely having fun or enjoying moments of the day. This doesn't mean that you are not sad or that you do not miss them or that you do not love them. I think a healthy part of the grieving process is that mixture of all those emotions, including happiness and including joy. And I'll say lastly, if you are seriously struggling with this, you don't even have to be seriously struggling with it. If you're just struggling with it, please chat to your GP or please see the show notes for some more resources. I know this is a heavy episode, guys. We've got one more. Oh, actually, we've got two more. Look at me trying to cut the show already. Sorry. The next point is food guilt. This one also came up a lot and I was a little bit worried to include it, but I think it needs to be discussed considering so many of you are worrying about it or struggling with it. And the first thing I want to say here is that Christmas and the holidays are only a few days out of the year. We have 365 days of the year to eat whatever food that we want to eat. The holidays should not be a time to worry about the food that you're eating. It should not be a time to be panicked over the food you are eating. And it should not be a time where you are feeling guilty over eating more or eating foods that you don't usually eat. I am in a pretty good place with food and diet and the gym. I've struggled with my own relationship with food in the past. I will do a more detailed episode on that down the track. I don't have enough time in this show. But some of the things that have helped me fix my... I guess, overall relationship with food and eating are the following tips. The first one being, being neutral to food. I don't know if you guys will see, but I rarely call food good or bad. I rarely say that it's healthy or unhealthy. I don't label it. Food is just fucking food. (laughs) I eat certain foods, they make me feel good. I eat certain foods, some of them make me feel better than others. 
Some of them might have a different nutritional value, but some of them might be good for the soul. I think on Christmas, we have the chance to enjoy some beautiful foods that are usually home cooked. Maybe they're catered. I don't know. But it's generally this really yummy food. And that's all it is. Food is just food. It doesn't have to be bad. It doesn't have to make us feel guilty. And so my next point is to be mindful on the day and be mindful while you're eating. Be mindful with food, really listening to your body while you're eating. It's taking your time while eating. It's drinking enough water. It's making sure that you're having a balanced meal or a balanced diet. And what I mean by balanced is I'm not sitting here saying healthy or unhealthy. I mean balanced, a little bit of everything, everything in moderation. It is being mindful of the alcohol you're consuming. It is just being mindful during that. And then the next tip that helped me was being kind to myself and treating myself with kindness and treating myself with compassion. And what that means is just allowing myself to eat without that guilt, not telling myself that I shouldn't eat it, not telling myself that I need to go for a run or go to go to the gym because I did that. You don't have to go for a run or go to the gym or use exercise as punishment because you ate certain things on Christmas. You are allowed to enjoy food and you are allowed to eat the food that is there on Christmas. All right. And guys, this I feel like came up so much. I had to mention it and I will, as I said, do a deeper podcast episode on it. But if you are struggling with this, please, please chat to your GP because You should be able to be at a point where you can eat the food and just enjoy it without it consuming you or without it becoming something that seriously panics you and worries you on that day. It makes me sad if you're experiencing that because I just want to hug you and tell you that you can come out the other side of it. But I also do see that professional support could be that, I guess, light at the end of that tunnel for you. So if you do need help, please check the show notes for resources. All right. I just had to take a deep breath, guys. It makes me emotional because when I was reading those questions, they were the questions that I I probably would have asked in that question box myself in my early 20s. And I just think I am so far from that now and I'm so grateful that I'm so far from that, but it makes me upset that other people still feel that way. And I just want to help you all. <laughs> but the next point is sadness of time passing. And I feel this. I definitely feel this. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's because I'm getting older. Maybe it's because I'm heading into my 30s. But as I age, the ending of another year, it's just like, oh, wow. And I'm a huge reflector of the good and the bad. I love reflecting on things. You guys would know that. And I think that it's probably quite normal to struggle with this stuff, especially at like the end of a chapter or the end of an era. And it's like the end of the 2022 era. And one thing I will do for you guys, because I will have to pre-record some episodes, I'm going to put up an episode and I don't know what date it will go live. Let me just quickly check the calendar Uh, because I know that there's going to be some content and chat around about New Year's resolutions and preparing for 2023. And I want to help you guys on that. And so there will be... oh. There will be an episode going live on the 25th of December and the 1st of January. One of those episodes will be a more guided, detailed activity where we go through a reflection for 2022 into 2023. And I feel like you guys will get a lot out of it. It's something I did last year and I can't wait to share it, but it is coming. For now though, I hope you know that you have done your best this year. I am so proud of you and you should be so proud of yourself. And I want you to come back and listen to that line as many times as you need to. And I also want to give you just a gentle reminder that the holiday period can build up layers of stress, layers of emotions, and that can cause us to feel overwhelmed. But I hope you remember that every other year Christmas has passed and you made it through. These same feelings will pass again 
and you'll make it out the other side. Guys, thank you so much for choosing this episode. I feel like I needed it just as much as you guys did. And I think I'm going to wrap it there because I've chatted a lot and this episode is a little bit heavy, but I am very grateful that we can hold this space for each other. And I'm grateful that we have this space to share certain things. And as I mentioned many times throughout this episode, if you are struggling, please check the show notes. There's heaps of resources in there that I've put for you guys. I always want you to know that you can get extra help if you need it. You never have to carry any of your worries on your own. Now, as usual, I'm going to wrap with my usual wrap. Come join us in the Facebook group. Follow us on Instagram. It's Your Safe Space Pod Community on Facebook and Your Safe Space Podcast on Instagram. Give us a follow there. Leave me a review on Apple or a rating on Spotify. I would love that. It takes two seconds to go in and tap it. Go do it right now. If you're listening right now, quickly go in and scroll. Leave me a little review. Leave me a little rating. That helps me so much. And I always say it, but your support does not go unnoticed. I see it each week. I see it in the downloads. I'm so freaking grateful. And so gentle reminder to help me out there. But guys, I hope you have a wonderful week ahead. I hope you have a wonderful December. Remember, you guys have got this. I feel like if anyone can handle it, it's you guys. We've got this. All right. We've got each other as well. If you need any extra help, as I said, check out the show notes, but I will see you next time. I love you so much. Have the best week ahead and I'll see you then. Bye. Love you guys. If you stayed till the end. Bye.